Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode three of the Ultimate Freedom Podcast. We are here. We are here to stay. This episode, I'm telling you right now, you're going to listen to it three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Okay, you definitely are. I want you to share this one because if you are coming into 2020 and you have on your mind as a goal that you plan on losing weight, you plan on reaching that ultimate form that you've been designed to reach your whole life, well, I guarantee you, you have to listen to this one. You have to listen to this episode. I have Jerome Turner from the People's Gym, and he's breaking down, he's just breaking down so much information that, dare I say, and I know I'm only, I'm only, what, three episodes in, but I'm, this is, it's going to be hard to top this episode. It's, <laughs> it's definitely going to be hard to top this episode because I had so much fun. And, and man, I, you know what? Just go ahead and drop the intro. Nothing else need to be said. Welcome to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast. Ultimate Freedom Podcast. Uncensored, unrestricted. He talks about whatever, whenever, and however he wants. Your host, Jamare Clarington. Most Bakuma, baby. Let's begin. All right, right now we have Jerome Turner. Welcome to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast, my friend. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Glad uh, we're able to get this call done because I know the people need to hear definitely your information. Let's start with your origin story. What what got you into the the health and fitness industry? What made you want to become a professional um, up to this point? I so uh, me being a lifelong athlete. Uh, I'm first off from Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. born and raised up there. So I knew once I got to the end of my sports career that I wanted to start coaching kids and you know um, just giving back, teaching the things that I've learned. So. I was working at the Fountain Blue in Miami Beach. Uh, I worked there from like 2011, January, to July of 2016. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's five and a half years. So I went to school for theater. I'm going all around, but everything's going to come together because I I did this story a lot of times. So I was off and on with my acting. I was waiting for gigs to come in, TV shows, uh, whatever it is. I had a few good speaking roles. Um, I had some speaking roles with The Rock. I had some other things that I've done. Uh, been in a few movies. and had little parts. Um, but nothing really surfaced. I was still fighting on the side. I, I, I'm a three-time champ as a boxer. Wow. A Golden Gloves champ. So I took this serious. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of dudes on TV right now that got world titles. And we was in the same tournament. So I'm not your average dude. So I, I was really serious about boxing. I had dreams and visions of being the heavyweight champion one day real serious about this my coach got into it my coach had a drug issue so that like deterred me from going pro we was dealing with hbo uh back in 2009 and the very first hbo 24 7 was going to be done by me wow uh, they, 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 they was going to choose me and the way they was going to do it was they was going to videotape me and my coach and they was going to put it in walmart as a dvd but my coach, um, he was, he was um, a known fighter also. When he was fighting, he was ranked number five in the world as a pro, 18-0, 21-0. And then in the early 80s, around 81, he got into the Mariella Boatlift and started playing with nose candy a little bit, you know, a little crack cocaine. <laughs> and it just, it just it stuck with him. He couldn't shake it. I got with him in 2009. He was in and out of prison multiple times. Uh, you know, things was – HBO knew about him as a great fighter here in Miami. So when they teamed up, both of us, they was like, wow, we can get a two-for-one special. So they didn't, they didn't just want to do the special on me. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do it on both of us. So anyway, fast forward, half for me to go pro, my coach can't be found. HBO was like, listen, if we can't get both of you, we're going to have to pack up. He missed like two episodes in a row. They packed up. We only shot one episode. So that was something that hurt me. Uh, he went to prison, got back out, went to a you know went to a halfway house, got himself cleaned up to a degree. We about to continue him because I got I'm like whatever man let's let's just get you healthy and let's get back in this ring. 
it just kept overtaking him, man. He got locked up for four years. It's hard to find another coach that knew what he knew. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, it's like not every man is built for every woman. Is what I tell people. They go, That's oh, why you just didn't get another, tra- why you didn't, why you didn't just get another trainer? It doesn't work like that. It was a relationship that was built. It was a yeah. bond. I trusted this dude. I was ready to go to war with him. Anyway, things happened. 2012, I kind of ventured off and I tried the new coach thing. I gave it a shot. I ain't want to walk away. It just wasn't the same. And it was no disrespect to the coach that I had, but this dude came under the pedigree of uh, Roberto Duran. He trained mm-hmm. in the same gym. He trained in the same gym with um with uh, Muhammad Ali towards the end of his career. So this dude's soft stuff, and he passed it on to me. Uh-huh. So just the average dude that whole boxing mess can't come in and just fill those shoes. Yeah, and I, and sure. again, no disrespect. So I'm getting to the point of your question. Um, what made me want to uh, be a trainer? At the end of my career, I knew when boxing was done, I said, you know what? I'm going to give back all the things that I've learned, basketball, football, most definitely boxing. Um, fast forward to the day I quit. I quit July 9th. As you get to know me, I'm real detailed. I know all my dates. I quit July 9th, 2016, the day before my birthday. When I quit, I said, okay, I'm not ever getting another job. I'm going to start my own company. Um, I started my company. I started the People's Gym. I started it with just uh, Xerox paper and putting it on uh, uh, um, streetlights, passing them out in Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. I, didn't know what I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to run a business. I still, I still kind of don't didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to market. I just did what I knew how to do. What I knew how to do was teach people how to fight. So that was the foundation of my company. I said, I'm just going to start teaching people how to box. Started teaching people how to box. And then it, it, it opened up. People say, can you do group classes? I said, I would say, yeah, and then figure it out. You know, uh, <laughs> that's that, that's, you know Richard, I got that, and I got that from Richard Branson. Richard Branson said, in a quote, he said, if you ever get an opportunity and you don't think you can do it, say yes anyway. Hang up and figure it out. It out. Yep. So, so they called me. Some Coral Gables, Coral Gables called me. Um, 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 it was an all-girls school, high school, um, Carrollton. Carrollton all-girls school called me. A mom was like, listen, I got 200 girls. I heard about you. I heard you good. Can you train all 200 girls? I'm like, I'm like six months into my training, into my company. I don't, I have enough equipment for four people, four people. <laughs> this lady asked me, can I train 200? This is like legit stuff right here. Mm-hmm. I, just heard, I just heard that Richard Branson quote, like two weeks before that lady called me. She said, Jerome, can you train 200 um, girls next month? I said, yes, I can. We did a little bit of mumbo jumbo talk. She said, I want you to speak to them and train them. I said, okay. I hang up the phone. I said, man, I barely got clients. Where the hell am I going to get money for 200 girls? What I'm going to do? The most I've ever been in front of is like three people. Whatever. It worked itself out. I went there. I didn't know. This lady brought gloves for like 10 people. I, put, I did like a conveyor belt. I told 10 girls to put the gloves on. We're going to do a little exercise. Take them off. Give them to your next girl. We did like a conveyor belt. The girls loved it. I made them scream. I made the other girls scream. The moms loved it. They paid me good money. Bottom line, I just, look, I just took the steps that I knew how to take. I didn't look at my situation and go, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I said, listen, with what I have in my hands, I'm going to make it work. And as I went, believe me when I tell you, clients saw that I was flawed, but they saw my heart. And they said, Jerome, this is what you need to do. And as I went, man, God just put me with the right people. They would say, do this, do that. You undercharging, you this good. You should charge this much money. If you charge low, people are not going to trust you. And I didn't understand that theory. Because mm-hmm. I come from, you know, I, I come from, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I come from a ghetto in Cleveland where we thinking we won't cheat. So I'm like, all right, if I lower my price, everybody coming to me. Nah, in the world where money is like, you know, plenty, they like, no, raise your price up. Because when you raise your price up, it means you're good and we can trust you. So that theory had to be taught to me. Didn't take long. Believe me when I tell you, <laughs> I raised my prices. But every time, I, I'm an honest dude. Every time I raised my prices, I made sure I learned something. 
Okay. So when I raised my prices, I was able to offer them something new. That's not my style. If I ever go up 50 bucks, I'm about to learn $50 worth of um, information that you will appreciate and you can use and it's detrimental and it's necessary. So I can go on and on, man, but that's how I got started. I just made a decision. I quit. I felt disrespected at my job. I said, you know what? Y'all did it on the right day. I quit. They said, do you want to put in a six, six month, uh, like a little safety net where you can come back? I said, nah, if I do that, then that means I'm not going to go full stream. Mm. So I, I quit. I didn't want to be there anyway, but it was, it, it was safe. It was a guaranteed check. I had health insurance. I had a car note. I had rent. I was living in Miami Beach. But I said, man, I got to make this move. If I don't now, I never will. And I jumped off. And I'm three, I'm three years in. Okay. Three years in. So what is the name of your gym again, you said? It's called the People's Gym. It's not an actual building. It's mobile. I go oh, to okay. people's homes. I go to people's homes. I go to facilities. I can meet you wherever you want to meet at in the, in the South Florida area. And I do in-home consultations. I do uh, group training, individual training, uh, seminars for moms. that are, I teach self-awareness to moms so they can learn how to protect themselves and watch their surroundings. I teach self-defense to children so, they can, um, so we can help prevent suicide. A lot of kids are committing suicide because of uh, child bullying. And I teach overall boxing to any human being that wants to learn. Wow. That's what I do. Yeah, I was I was watching um, the other day you on YouTube. I think it was the the health channel. Um, yeah, you were sitting down, and yeah. you was you was explaining proper foods to eat, what not to eat, how to uh, pack your lunch, the different things that you can do. <laughs> I was watching it, man. I was like, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. So you know, we're, this is the new year, and you know, everyone has these new year resolutions about losing weight, getting in shape. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people are going to do starting off the new year when it comes to getting in shape? Easy. Start off too fast and too big, and they're going to get overwhelmed, meaning like, I'm about to drop 50 pounds. Nah, drop five. Mm -hmm. Then drop 10. Then drop 15. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, a wise man, I, I, like, I like quotes. I like old quotes from the 1800s. I try to find them. A wise man said, when you reach for the stars and you, call, and you fall off short, you probably won't reach again. Wow. But just, see, you see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. just grab whatever you, remember what I just said a few moments ago. I took whatever I had in my hand and I, and I used it. If you say, you know what? Starting January 1st, I'm going to run a lap every day around my neighborhood. And then learn to, let it turn into two. And three, you got 52 weeks. If you start out with one lap per week, by the end of the year, you'll be doing 52 laps. And if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, I guarantee if you're doing 52 laps every day, your 50 pounds will come off. But we're talking about one step at a time. And that's what's wrong with us as adults. We think because we've grown that we can just skip the process of a baby. We should, we should approach every situation as a baby. Babies grow into men and to women. That's how we should grow. If you want to lose 50 pounds, it starts with one meal. First off, it starts with making the decision to stop eating the food that puts the weight on. So everything starts with a decision before action. So do, you think, you, it, do you think it's more important that people adjust their, their eating habits first or their exercise habits? Or do you think they both go into in tandem with one another? If I can correct the question, I think they should adjust their mindset first. Mm, I, can okay. put, I can put healthy. I can put a great question, but by me doing this every day, I know the real key. The problem is people don't even. I can look when I do consultations with people. I mm -hmm. go to their home. I break it down. I show them before and after pictures of people, men and women of different ages and different um backgrounds, so they can say, "Oh, because you know they always got this theory. Oh, you black, you can lose weight easy." Oh, you got genetics. Well, I say, you know, if I had genetics, did I have genetics when I was 300 pounds? Mm. Oh, so only, I only got genetics when I'm in shape. But when I was out of shape, where was my genetics? Okay, so let's get rid of the black thing. I ain't just in shape because I'm black. I'm in shape because I'm disciplined. All right. So I think, I think people need to put their priorities first. You have to get a goal. I had a client that was 200, 300 pounds. She said she wanted to drive down to 220. I said, that can happen. But I say, you have to look at every meal. 
If you're going to regret it, don't eat it. If you're going to regret this meal, this snack, don't eat it. Man. Put a picture of a person <laughs> on your screensaver. Put, since you don't have a picture yourself, put a picture of a person that's attainable on your screensaver. And every time you want to do something that's going to take you away from that goal, look at your screensaver. And ask yourself a real genuine question. Is this going to help me or harm me? And then look at your circle of influence. Are the people around you, are they happy out of shape? If they are, you should change that. These are some real serious changes that people don't know to make. Not that they just won't make it. They don't know to make it. So, yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff that people got going on. So you said change your mindset. The mindset. Yes, sir. And that has to be first. Okay. And what do you suggest? How should one begin to change their mindset when it comes to getting in shape, living the right lifestyle that they want to live? How do you point them in the right direction? Um, I, I'm always in the entrepreneur uh, sector. And I know that for me, it can drive me crazy trying to get people to be ambitious about what they want in their life. So how do you direct that in, in health and fitness? Uh, first off, if I'm dealing with a person that has a real medical issue, like it's already documented, like male, and this is for male or female, there is no certain, there is not a male health and then a female health. It's all the same. So if I'm dealing with a client and they have a real medical issue, again, I'm not a doctor. This is just my disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. I don't prescribe prescriptions and I don't tell people when to get on or off. I leave it up to their physician. My goal that I'm going to say so everybody that's listening, so they won't have too many questions. My goal, I'm the, I'm the stop sign. I'm the caution sign before you run off the cliff. Mm -hmm. I'm the sign that says stop. I don't make people healthy. I stop people from getting sick. That's my job. I don't know how to make you. If you have diabetes, then you messed up. You, you waited too long. I'm the guy you call when you see yourself getting fat and you feel that you can't sleep no more. And, and things is changing, your sex drive is not changing, or, or you got put, you, you, you know, your, your clothes just don't fit. What do mm -hmm. I say to that client? You know, first of all, I ask them, um, do you have time to work out? Usually they're going to say, I'm too busy to work out. So I'm going to go, so what's more important than your health? See, I like to ask them questions to make them think, damn, Rome, you're right. I'm, my priorities are screwed up. So if you sit here and tell me, I, I don't have enough time for my health, I mean, to train. What's more important to your health? What priorities do you have in front of health on your level of, 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 of um, things that's important? Because health should be first. That should come before your wife, your children, your husband. That's Why is that? Because without health, you can't take care or love any of them. Yeah, you can't go to work. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. so that's how. So by me doing this for three years and I'm dealing with people that's old enough to be my parent, big brother, big sister, or my equal, I've learned how to talk to different people. That's why I always let people talk first. I always ask them questions. What do you know about health? What do you consider as healthy? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I get them to talk and I go, okay, this person is strong-minded in this area, medium in this area, and weak over here. Then it shows me how to attack my, my enemy, which is not them. It's that false information that they've been absorbing for the last 25, 35 years. So that's how I get it. That's how I get things into perspective. And we were talking about that um, when we had a short conversation the other day. We were talking about some of the false information, misinformation, disinformation that people are receiving uh, through digital space online, through a lot of health, uh, in, I guess, influencers that come and go. They create these plans. And so what we fall into is what are people to believe about health? Are That's they a beautiful? Okay, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, finish. Uh, what are people to believe? Let me let me get the rest of the question. My fault. Let me get the rest of it. I, I, I jumped. No, up. that was it. That was it. What are people to believe when they're listening to all these different influencers talk about, okay, let me get on this plan, let me get on this diet, okay, let me get on this diet, or let me try this diet. And then at okay. the end of the day, like you said before they stop because they're trying so many different work. things. It's not really working. So what are they to listen to? That's a hard question to answer, but let me, re, let me, let me switch it. They can't listen to, I can't give them something specific to listen to. I can't give them a heads up. 
Because first off, the person that's listening don't know anything about health. But I can tell mm. them what to look for. They can look for age and they can look for weight. Mm. If a person's like I was telling you in the other in the conversation we had, if a person's in their twenties, under their thirties, and they're talking about health and they never been overweight, you should be a little weary. Why is that, Jerome? How can a person that never been fat show you how to be how how to lose weight? And how can a person that's metabolism is busting through the roof tell you what to eat? <laughs> so I, I don't need to use names because they not know they not um popular anyway. But I, I've met female trainers that have fantastic bodies, right? No flirting, fantastic bodies. But they were 24 years old. So how, how can you help a 48 year old woman with three kids? What are you going to tell her? Are you selling her a dream that she can look like you again, or if she ever looked like you when she was your age in the first place? So are you lying to these people? Of course you are. She shouldn't be eating right. She wants to lose weight. Her metabolism is slow. Her thyroid is destroyed. Why are you telling her to eat carbohydrates, right? Let me, let me, get, let me give it to you even better. You talk to these people. You tell them what to eat. The first off, most of these trainers, they only know about jumping jacks, squats, and lunges. They know nothing about physiology. If you know nothing about physiology, how are you going to give out a meal plan, my friend? If you, don't know the, you, if you don't know the condition of your client's organs, is her, is her, does, she, does she have kidney issues? Uh, uh, do she have, um, is her stomach acid low? That means she can't digest food. That's a, it's a lot of reasons why a lot of women can't digest food. Their stomach acid is too low. Wow. But you hear people saying, oh, you should drink more alkaline. Alkaline is the opposite of acid. We need our stomach to be acidic. Why would you put alkaline in your stomach? That's one of the main reasons. But that's one of the biggest things you see in the stores. Wow. See, I'm reading physiology. You get what I'm saying? This wow. ain't a YouTube video. This ain't Instagram. This is medical physiology. So if your stomach is alkaline, that means your stomach acid is extremely low, extremely weak. Of course you're going to get constipated, bloated, and um, congested because nothing is digesting. That's why. So to these people out here that want to know the truth, Look at the person. You should get a trainer. If you're in your 40s and you're a woman, you should try to find you a female trainer that, that is your age or in your age bracket and she has children. So she understands what happens when you mm. breastfed your breast is bigger with stretch marks on them. She understands why you got stretch marks on your belly and they're not going away without surgery no matter what you do or how many sit-ups you do and your elasticity is going away because you about to hit menopause. That's what you should do. Don't be 50 with a 22-year-old trainer having these little sexy, cute girl kinds of conversations. It's over. And it's the same thing for men. It's the same thing for men. If, listen, most men have prostate issues. As they get to their late 30s, early 40s, they get prostate issues. Why? Because they consume too much sugar. Any man that's in his late 30s, early 40s with a round belly, he's probably close to a prostate issue, prostate cancer. That's a fact. Wow. Of course. That's what happened. That's a lot of information right there, man. And I listen, I rant because I, I'm upset because it's like, I feel like I got to fix everything. People are lying. <laughs> They're lying, man. And that's the first time, that's the first time I heard that. So you're saying that a man is more likely to have prostate issues if he has that, that beer belly. Yes, sir. Because the beer belly shuts off the vein to his penis. That's why most dudes, they get, they, they sex drive um, decrease. As they get older, your stomach presses down on the vein that sends blood to your penis. Wow. And when you have a, of course, every, listen, our whole body is wired like a car, like water hoses. If, you, if I'm watering the grass and you're pulling up to my house for a barbecue and you drive and you park your car on my water hose, ha ha, my brother, <laughs> I, I'm no longer, <laughs> I can turn my hydrant on as long as, brother, nothing's going to happen until you hit reverse. Lose the weight. Everything wakes up. Do you know that a man never needs Viagra? Never, never needs Viagra if he eats right. Mm. Do you know your penis should never stop working? Never. I, I, I figure it shouldn't. So what do never. you think? What is the main what is the main reason why people would need to go to Viagra? What are some of the symptoms? What are some of the foods that they're eating that Sugar. causes that? 
Sugar, sugar, remember that Drano commercial? We old enough for those that's listening. Remember those Drano commercials in the late 90s where the pipe was um, the, the pipe was clear and they had gunk in the pipe and they would yeah. put water down the pipe and it gets stunk. But when they put that solution, that Drano, that acid, it ate through. Mm-hmm. When you eat sugar, to a degree, when you eat sugar, your blood turns to syrup. That's why fat people get blood clots because it doesn't flow smooth through the veins. Man. And they usually get blood clots around joint areas because that's where your arm is bent or your knees is bent. Most people get um, blood clots somewhere in their arm because they must keep their arm bent, probably sitting at a desk all the time or sitting down, or they get blood clots behind their knees where they're sitting down all the time. They're not walking. They're not. When you walk, you force your heart to pump harder and it pushes blood through the extremities. Their blood is so thick, it's moving so slow compared to how thin it should be. So blood clots are created, and you create blood clots with sugar. Overconsumption of sugar for years after years after years and ignoring the sign. That's what happens. Because remember this, one quick thing. When your organs begin to fail, us as humans, we don't know it. We only know until it finally fails. Mm. When your organ begins to break down, you don't notice the sign. When it's almost done, when it's probably on 20, 10% and not able to be recovered, that's when you're going to find out because something is going to happen. Your body's going to give you a stroke, a temporary stroke, a minor heart attack. You're going to faint. It's going to be hard to breathe. Something dramatic has to happen. And people might ignore it. They might go, man, whew, that was some chili fries. No. That wasn't the chili fries. That was your heart trying to help let you know something is going wrong. But we don't even know what to look for. The medical world is not trying to help us. They're just trying to keep us around. We know that. I hope mm-hmm. most people know that. Mm-hmm. So, listen, when I go on these shows, man, and they ask these questions, uh, doctor, because I sit on the show with doctors. I-, I want the people listening to know I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to become. I just want the doctor's wisdom. So I sit on the shows with these doctors and I know some of the stuff they know about. And when they ask questions in my field, I answer the question and I, I look like your answer. Hear, hear what I'm saying? You want to know how to have a slim stomach. I have one. You want to know how come you have a mus- mus- muscle atrophy, which is when your muscle is pretty much devouring itself because of the consumption of sugar. How can a doctor that doesn't look like you want to look answer your question? Why is he not taking that advice? Mm. Listen, my healthy food does one thing. You know what that is? What? Healthy food puts on muscle. That's what healthy food does. It puts on muscle. Healthy food doesn't make you flabby. I listen, I'm ranting, but everything, this is what you need. When, look, I heard women and male vegans go, man, I eat healthy, but I can't put on muscle. So why you, why you saying vegan? The food you eat should complement everything you want your body to do. Mm. If you're a vegan for four years and it's hard for you to put on muscle, why are you a vegan? If you, if you do Herbalife and it's hard for you to lose your tummy, them last stubborn 15 pounds, so why are you doing Herbalife? Because the way I eat, I don't have an issue with nothing. I don't have an issue with putting on muscle. I don't have an issue with getting any type of stubborn fat off my belly. The fat is not stubborn. It's just that you don't have the tools to get rid of it. How about that? So that's what I tell people. That's why it's so many different meal plans out here. I would never give a person a meal plan. So you mean to tell me I'm about to tell you what to eat for the next 38 days? How the hell do I do that? That's mm-hmm. difficult. It's not those many choices of food on the earth that's going to help you get to <laughs> your 38 days. I suppose. How about I give you a list of foods that you should eat and you put it together in a formula? I'm not about to sit down and say, oh, that's 38 days times three meals. You nuts? No way. That's a science project. That's too much work. So what are some of the uh, list of foods? Because, you know, for a while, I remember, you know, people telling me to stay away from, you know, red meat, pork. uh, And why is that? Did they give you a reason why they should stay away from red meat and pork? High cholesterol, um, your intestines, things like that. High cholesterol comes from sugar. It's already been proven. It's a study that's been done in the 60s. You're talking to the right guy. It's a study that they did in the 60s. And the study was done by a scientist 
hired by the government, proven already. His name is Ansel Keys. They did it back in 1958. And at the time they did the study, America was only 2% diabetic. I said 2% diabetic. After he did his study, he told everybody about the food pyramid. The food pyramid is the opposite of how people should eat. The food at the top should be at the bottom. And the food mm -hmm. at the bottom should be off the pyramid. But guess what everybody started doing? Eat more bread, eat more rice, eat more beans. And that's what vegans love to eat. And guess what happened? That 2% raised. Every year, it increased by 10%. From 1958 up until the late 80s, early 90s, it was already over 50% of America was having diabetic issues. And a small, uh, a medium-sized Coca-Cola at McDonald's right now was a, um, was a no, a large Coca-Cola at McDonald's in 95, 1995 is now a medium. You hear what I said? That's crazy. A large, a large Coca-Cola at McDonald's in 1995 is now today, 2020, a medium. So they're, they're saying our stomachs gotten bigger to consume more, <laughs> so more liquid. Say, Get sick and come visit me. Get sick and come visit me. Yeah, man. So, so, okay. So back to the people that said pork. Why did they say pork? Pork doesn't harm anybody. Jerome, but they put stuff in the food for the cows to eat. You're right. And China makes fake rice. So what's new? What's new? Ain't nothing safe. Let's get right to the point. Let's just, let's just, let's just spill the beans. Organic. Who's to prove that it's organic? Were you there every day that they fed that, um, that they um, um, put, put nutrients in that soil? Were you there? Mm. Oh, it says organic. How hard is it to slap a sticker on a product? You believe that? Come on now. I mean, so, so what's, what's organic and what's not? I, don't, I never tell people to get caught up in the organic thing. Okay. Get intuitive. Why? Because I can't prove it. Of course, if it's organic, of course that's the better choice. But how do I prove it? Unless you go to Walmart and you see a chicken breast the size of a T-bone, then you know there's something wrong with the steroids. But if something has been being uh, groomed for 58 days. Do you know all 58 days was perfect? How you know? How you know? You don't know. So just try to make your healthiest choices. We know this. Bread going to make you fat. Potatoes going to make you fat. Beans and rice, white or brown, going to make you fat. And sweet potatoes. Organic or not organic. How about that? How about the foods that's not going to make you fat? Hmm. Who got the best bodies on the planet? Bodybuilders. What do they eat? Steak. Eggs, but drum they die all the time. Not from steak, from steroids. Because <laughs> uh, listen, <laughs> listen, my wife, my wife a bikini model, and she ate steak every day. And I don't see how the hell her stomach shrunk and she developed a body like that, eating meat every day. So if meat's supposed to make you bloated, remember the conversation earlier today when I said, because sugar lowers your stomach acid, sugar lowers stomach acid. The reason why my wife was able to digest the red meat was because she didn't consume sugar so her stomach acid was high it was able to break down the protein. This is another thing you hear people say. Oh man, I went to the doctor, man. Doctor told me to stop eating red meat. Bruh, nobody has ever got sick from eating red meat unless it was contaminated. We're talking about clean red meat. Nobody has ever got a fat stomach and overweight from red meat. But so you're saying pretty much it's also the combinations of the other things yes, they're eating with the red meat. Yes, so it's just sir. not they're eating ribs. They're also eating hamburgers, potatoes, French fries, rice. Yeah. So back to, back to the, because health has no beginning or end. No matter where I go, it all makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. nothing's new under the sun. I'm not discovering anything new. I'm just sharing something new with a generation that never knew. Mm. This information ain't new. I'm, I was born in 1982. Steak been existed. Muscles and flat stomachs been existed. So how was people doing this before I was born? I exist. I, I I invented nothing. So people, I had some people say, "Man, you a genius, man. I lost forty pounds. I'm not a genius. I just shared the truth with you." And this is what happens when a person gets their hands on the truth. Great things happen. So here we go. Why do people say cholesterol comes from eggs? I'm gonna tell you why. Anto Keys, that same scientist hired by the FBI, proven, proven, right? He said when people eat eggs in Europe. They get high cholesterol. That was true, but he ain't tell you what else is on their plate. He ain't tell you they had rice on their plate. They had carbs on their plate. Oops, I forgot one good thing. They were cigarette smokers. He just blamed the cholesterol on eggs. 
you forgot to mention the cigarettes. You forgot to mention the soda they was drinking. So we just and so since the government knows that eggs heal people because it has fats and proteins. Now we get into macronutrients. Fats and proteins slow your hunger down. Your brain produces a chemical called ghrelin. Ghrelin is a hunger hormone. When your body is hungry, that's where your hunger pains come from, the brain. It, signals, it sends a signal to the stomach that says, feed me. So your stomach growls, the brain says, go. You don't know nothing else but food. That's scientifically, physiologically, how the human body works. So cholesterol doesn't come from eggs, the yolk. Cholesterol doesn't come from butter, no sir. And cholesterol doesn't come from red meat. How can a muscle make you fat? Think about that though, Jay. How can a muscle, because steak is a muscle, chicken is a muscle. You're talking to me right now. Listen, brother, your stomach is acidic. If I drop a piece of steak, turkey, any type of protein you want, red meat, fish, or bird, if I drop it in water, it doesn't swell up. But if I take bread, rice, beans, and drop it in water, what what happens to it? It swells up. So why would you put that in your stomach if your goal is to slim down your waist? Mm. Why? But the, so, so, so back to the diabetic where the doctor told the diabetic to stop eating red meat. Why this is the first thing the doctor told you to do is stop eating red meat? Why can't say sugar? So are you insinuating that red meat gave you diabetes? Well, that's what it said on What the Health, what the health um, documentary on Netflix in 2017. On that documentary, it was a, it was a doctor named Dr. Luswick from Europe. He made a proclamation on What the Health that diabetes comes from red meat. Wow. Find the highest bridge you can find and jump off of it if you believe that. <laughs> Are you serious? Who believes? How do you get diabetes from something that's not sweet? Diabetes comes from and, sweet. You know, the, the crazy thing is, is the public, we're naturally going to be inclined to believe that because it's, it's coming from high ranking officials and that's my struggle because i'm a black man i got muscles and i dropped out of college but I, I i forgot to tell you i can read so picking up a book is not hard that's i fun. mean i can learn how to ch- i can learn how to change my oil if i get a book called changing oils for dummies one-on-one <laughs> it's a book <laughs> i applied my stuff i grabbed the physiology book i spent three to five hours in a library for the last two years 24 months that's how I can talk about diabetes. That's how I know so much about health. How come you got doctors out here, dermatologists, skin doctors, they tell their clients, you have uh, rosacea. Rosacea is when you have rosy red cheeks, usually found in uh, lighter pigment people. You have rosacea. Rosacea is a problem in the stomach. Rosacea comes from high consumption of sugar, low stomach acid, right? Wow. So if you have rosacea, if you have rosacea, why would they give you a topical cream to rub on your skin? When it has nothing to do with your cheeks, it has everything to do with your gut. So I had a client that was paying $80 a month for a tube of cream. She was rubbing it on her stomach. I mean, rubbing it on her cheeks. It did nothing, my friend, but make her cheeks shiny red. (laughs) Listen to me. I told her to cut sugars and add more apple cider vinegar to her stomach. Why? Mm. Because it it will increase her stomach acid. Her her, her rosacea began to subside. It began to, to go away. But I'm not a dermatologist. But guess what? Dermatology is in physiology. So all I had to do was go, go to my book, look up phys, um, rosacea, and read the problems with rosacea, where it comes from. Mm, it comes from the, the origin. The origin is mm-hmm. low stomach acid. Well, Jerome knows exactly how to fix low stomach acid. Well, lady, will you listen if I tell you to stop eating your favorite foods, which is killing you? That's the key. That's the key, Jay. Now, wow. When I remove these tasty foods from your diet, you look at me as a monster. That's it's crazy. It's do you true. Know, <laughs> do you know that sugar, sugar manipulates the brain? Let me break it down to you real beautiful. Sugar manipulates the brain. The, hypo, the hypothalamus, we all heard of the hypothalamus. Mm-hmm. This is what the hypothalamus is. The hypothalamus is the thermostat in your house. Man, Jay, your house cold. You turn it up. Hey, man, your house hot. Turn it down. The hypothalamus is the regulator for the entire body. Do you know what makes the hypothalamus malfunction? Of course you do. It's called sugar. So the hypothalamus controls what? It controls your temperature, your body temperature, right? 
it, it controls your sex drive, right? It controls your appetite. What? Your appetite. Wow. So is that why people eat so much food at Thanksgiving, even though they're not hungry and their stomach is full? Wow. Mm. So you tell me when I eat carbohydrates, it fills up my stomach. My stomach gets gassy because my stomach is alkaline. It's not strong enough to break down the carbohydrates. So it fills my stomach up with air, makes me feel like I'm full, but it doesn't send a signal to my brain to tell my brain to stop eating. This is true. This is true, man. This is true, man. I know. I know the feeling. Of course, we all do, right? So, so then, what, is, what does the body do? It makes you go to sleep. You think it's sleep. You're not sleep. Your body knocks you out and makes you faint so it can get a head start on breaking down the food. When you wake up and you lose some of that gas out of your stomach, your brain sends out the chemical ghrelin to say, feed me. Because the only thing that shuts the brain off from hunger is nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. Carbohydrates does not stop the brain from wanting more food. That's why so many people are fat. And this is why trainers suck, because they don't know nothing about physiology. And this is why the people are fat. I digress. Wow. And this is all physiology, my brother. This is all me telling you the truth. Wow, man. The brain and the stomach has a vein that's connected, a vein, an artery, and it sends signals back and forth. When you put the right amount of nutrients in your body, vegetables and meat, red, fish, bird, I don't care, it sends a signal that sends a signal of satiety, satisfaction. It tells the brain, we're done. The brain goes, you're right. Shut it off. You lose your taste for food. You ever been eating something from one bite to the next? It don't taste like a 10 no more. It tastes like a six. <laughs> because your brain just chemically told your tongue, stop liking this food. We're done. We're out of here. We're yeah. gone. <laughs> exactly. But when you eat carbohydrates, your stomach is getting bigger. You're getting full, but nothing is telling your brain to shut down. Because chemically, carbohydrates don't have what it takes to operate the brain. It only makes it malfunction. I'm so good at this, man, because man. I took my time and learned it, and hey. I want to tell people the truth. Hey, this is, this is good. This is good. I was even watching, and I told my wife right after I watched it on YouTube, and I said, babe, I did not realize that you said that there's no difference from drinking a soda and uh -huh. eating like an apple. He said both of them spike insulin. Said yes. sugar, sugar, no matter where you get it from. So yes. it can be this is detrimental if you eat too many apples, if you drink too many sodas, so to speak. Yes, sir. Now in the in the in the long haul, of course, you drink four sodas, eat four apples. Please eat four apples. But what I'm saying is this mm -hmm. if I took those four apples and I pressed them organically or naturally, if I pressed them and turned them into apple juice, mm -hmm. what happens? I get the fiber, but it's still listen, overall, let's make this real simple. Can, apple, can natural apple juice from an apple orchard, can it give you diabetes? you damn right. Drink 20 ounces of apple juice every day for a whole year. See what happens. <laughs> but it's healthy, right, Jerome? Do the same thing with orange juice and do the same thing with mango. Listen, if you eat an apple a day, cool. But don't eat five apples a day. It's going to harm you. It's too much sugar. And in the context, you was, all, you was also saying if, if your goal is to lose weight, then you're still going to stay away from that because your goal, if your goal is to lose weight, you don't want to have sugar in your stomach. You don't want to have sugar. Look, anytime, anytime you eat food, like if I, if I was able to show a chart of a, a blood sugar chart, you got three macronutrients. You got fats, which is bacon, avocado, butter. That's fats. Protein, mm -hmm. we already know what that is. And we got carbohydrates. Carbohydrates, starches, and sugars. I put all three equally. Starches being potatoes, carbohydrates being bread, Sugars, you already know what sugars are. Mm -hmm. Those three, right, they spike your insulin tremendously. Do you know, I saved some of this for today. Do you know when you put sugar in your body, it stays in your body for 72 hours? Now, I know you've never heard that before. I've never it's heard that before in my life. People you talk to don't know nothing about physiology. They don't know nothing about the arteries. All they say is weigh your chicken, weigh your sweet potatoes, and do some lunges. That's so much garbage. That's trash. Nobody's going to get in shape doing that. When you eat sugar, it stays in your body for 72 hours. Now, let me make it even worse for you. It's going to take you uh, two minutes to enjoy that snack. It's going to take you 72 hours to get it out your system. Wow. Weigh the odds. Weigh the odds. You're going you're gonna to take two minutes of pleasure versus 
72 hours of backlash. Now, hold on, wait. When that sugar is in your body, you cannot lose weight. Meaning, watch this, a Snickers is 60, no, six, a, a Snickers, a regular size Snickers is 90 calories, but it has 60 grams of sugar in it. If you ran a 26-mile marathon, my friend, before you ate this, if you ate the Snickers and then ran a marathon, 26 miles, you didn't even begin to touch the sugar. You burnt off the calories. Who cares? Calories does not give you diabetes. Sugar does. Come on. Calories, calories Come on. has never been the problem. So when you see these snack whales commercials on TV that they um, market to stay-at-home moms and, and nannies, that's why you see all these moms fat. Because they eat these snack whales, they always say, oh, snack whales, there's only 60 grams of calories. They never mention sugar. Never mention sugar. Never. Watch this. When you see a product that says no sugar, mm-hmm. sugar-free, but it still has sugar in it, technically, the FDA cannot be sued for that because they don't have sugar in it. What they have in there is surclose and dextrose and, and all these other close, C-L-O-S-E. When you see dextrose or surclose, that's just another scientific name for sugar. So when mm-hmm. it says it's sugar-free, technically, it is sugar-free because we didn't technically put S-U-G-A-R in there. We put surclose. How can something be sugar-free, Jay, and it's still sweet? Mm. Right? That's like saying, yeah, I'm dry, but I'm sitting in a pool of water. That makes no sense. <laughs> what? That's an oxymoron. That makes no sense. But people go, I trust the package. I trust the doctor. They mm-hmm. said it. It's going to happen. Man, come on, brother. Come on. Man. Come on. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so enjoying this. let's go back then. So what... Because right, right now, I've been uh, exploring the keto diet, okay? Yeah, um, and I've been, you know, and, and heads up, I, am, I do have a sweet tooth. So my biggest thing was to cut sugar completely out, right? right. Um, so, you know, last night I had me a nice, I cooked me up a nice steak. And I haven't, I stayed away from red meat for a very long time based on what the consensus was saying about red meat. So okay. I used to when I when I used to run track in college, I used to that's the only thing I used to eat steak, all, right. <laughs> all the time. Steak all the time, look? right? How did you? Look? Huh? How did you look when you ate red meat? Oh come on, man! Come on, phenomenal. There you go. <laughs> there you um, go. and so I made uh, some steak and asparagus last night. I felt I feel wonderful. I lost. I uh, was at two twenty. Now I'm at two eleven, two ten. And that's been a, a week and a half. And, of course, most of it is water weight from, you know, burning carbs and things of that nature. But I've been telling people I've, I feel great. Like, I feel really great. And the first two or three days, of course, you're going to be thinking about sugary foods. But after that, it's like, oh, it's a no-brainer for me. Finding foods that don't have carbs in it, you know, getting used to not every meal has to have bread or or rice or french fries exactly so exactly. what do you so what do you say cuz i know you gave it that uh, a kind of a stamp so do you say the keto is a, a good way to start okay here we go this is the theory this is my theory on life every time you want to know the truth just turn around right mm-hmm. the truth is always behind you the truth is always behind you meaning history history so when, when, when civilization was being, you know, put, put together and, and, and people lived in the jungles, in the wilderness, the caveman, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. how did they eat? They ate. They killed the animal. First off, how many hours and days and weeks it took them to find that animal, right? Mm-hmm. They got to go kill it. What if on their journey to killing the animal, they die? Does, do the village eat? Right? No. So here we go. I'm painting this picture for you. If me and you are the two hunters in our village of 20, and we got to bring back these water buffaloes so everybody can eat. And they know, on average, we go for 72 hours before we come back. But what if we go about three days and we both get killed and we don't come back for another four days? What do they do? How do they eat? Mm. You know what that's called? It's called intermittent fasting. Mm. Their body uses fat for energy. So people try to give things names today as if it's something brand new. Exactly. This is how okay. mm-hmm. the world's open. So now we're getting somewhere. So I got your attention. Okay, so what is keto? 
keto is me and you finding that water buffalo, killing that animal, eating the fat, eating the protein, picking some berries off the tree, drinking some water from the river, and going about our daily activities. That's ketogenic. Ketogenic is fat and proteins and leafy greens. It's nothing new under the sun, my brother. You're right. You're right. Nothing new. The reason why you got a sweet tooth is because the sugar has been in your brain and it's been damaging your hypothalamus. When you, whenever a person craves sugar, I can't give away too weight. It's too much. This is how I do my consultation. <laughs> it is for real. This is what I'm getting. I'm about to give you some golden nuggets right now. Whenever a person craves sugar, they lack potassium. I can't. I can't intertwine. I can't go deeper because wow. yeah, I'm telling you. Listen, one takes out the other. Potassium removes sugar. Sugar removes potassium. What? Sugar, sugar makes the brain malfunction. Potassium makes the brain function. Listen, anybody that has diabetes, not type one, type two is just in the um in the kidneys. Anyone that has diabetes, type two, pre-diabetic, all they need is potassium to reverse the symptoms. Now, when you get into type three, which is Alzheimer's, you damage. When you get into type one, when you start needing insulin, you damage your pancreas, you damage. But what I'm saying is like a person can reverse symptoms with potassium. Potassium is probably the most abundant mineral on the earth that no one talks about. You've never heard someone talk about potassium the way I will. Ever. Ever. Because people don't understand that. This is one of the main discoveries I've made when I've been reading about physiology. And I listen to these doctors give these seminars on health. They leave out the one key ingredient. And somehow, some way, when these doctors step from behind that podium, I go, got it. None of y'all in shape. None. Everybody got a big waist or everybody got a sunken in chest and flabby arm. But they got but they got so many paperwork and documents on their wall. That's not it, my friend. I'm coming to your office because I want to have a flat stomach, not because I want your paperwork. So this is the first thing they say when I talk to them. But Jerome, you're not a doctor. True. But I look the way your patients want to look. So explain that. Mm. Explain that. And if we could tell them, if we could tell the client this, if we could, if you was a doctor, fifteen years, and I'm Jerome right now, and we getting into this debate, verbally, you're gonna chop me up, right? You have everything I don't have. But if I ask that patient, let me and your doctor take our shirt off, and who do you want to look like? And the person you want to look like is the person you should listen to. How about that? Come let on, me. I have Come to I listen. It sounds arrogant, but please, folks, I'm it's, not. It's a, it's a fact because one of my things, you know, coming from a track background is whenever I see trainers look out of shape, and there's some very out of shape trainers. Very. And I'm like, how are you training this individual in the gym and that individual is not looking at you like, how are you telling me what to do? And you're exactly. out of shape. I don't understand that. Thank you. So you basically, the you're not taking your own advice and if somebody's not taking their own advice, then why should I listen to you? How do you know? How do you know it's going to work? So what it is is this, Jay. Most people, most doctors, they read chapter six. I'm just, I'm just using chapter six. Most doctors, they read chapter six, but they never mm -hmm. put chapter six to the test. So they don't, even know how, how, they don't even know how to teach chapter six. Meaning, how do I slim down my waist? They're going to give you all these little cookie-cut numbers that they give every Listen, he'll probably give a, a white woman that's 58 years old with four kids, a meal plan, and come in and give me and you the same one, two young black men. <laughs> I, go, what? We ain't never got pregnant. We don't have loose skin. <laughs> I don't have a thyroid problem. My breasts don't hurt. Uh, why are you giving me, why are you telling me to eat what she eats? Bruh, the, what I teach people, health, listen, I have a dude on my page, I don't know if you saw him, named Steve Tarver. This man lost 47 pounds in nine weeks. He went from a chubby dude that was real strong I can take my shirt off and you can't tell I was ever fat. Wow. I gave him something to eat. I told him what to eat. And I told a 54-year-old woman with a thyroid problem what to eat. They both lost 30 pounds. Health works one way, efficiently. That's it. Gasoline, one thing. It doesn't work for certain cars. Gasoline works for all cars that's close to E. And air, you can't know, man. There is no certain help. Oh, I got a, um, oh, my blood type. I don't even know all the different variations of blood types. But I can tell you this. Every blood type can catch diabetes, and every blood type 
can have abs. It depends on what that blood type eats in the mindset. Mm. As you on your alphabet connected to your blood. That's another thing they do to sell people to go. People always want to be told something they never heard before. And it's never the truth. <laughs> it never comes out to be the truth. It's this shiny, glossy lie. And they pay for it. They pay over for over it, man. Again. Over and over again. And it doesn't work. I had a lady, right? She's a, I ain't going to say what she is because she might listen. But she works with people. Mm-hmm. And I met her a few years ago. And she helps people lose weight. And uh, uh, two years ago, I went to her. I went to her home, and we sat down and we talked. And you know, her dogs was playing, whatever. So, this woman helps people lose weight, but she called me over her house to hear my information and paid full price for it. So in my head, I go, Jerome, you should do your sarcastic stuff and ask her why she don't take her own advice. But I would have lost a client. So I said, I'll just do that when I get in the car. So I, <laughs> right? Because I, you know, because I, I'm so sick of people having PhDs. And they don't have no proof to back it up. You got a PhD on your wall. I put a picture of me on your wall. Come on, man. Like, you got to be in shape, man. This is a tight field, man. Listen, you got to look like what you're talking about, dog. If I've never been a millionaire, how can I get you to come to my um, seminar on how to become a millionaire? Mm-hmm. At some point, before you pay me and you get your ticket, shouldn't you ask a valuable question? Jerome, how long have you been a millionaire? Yep. And if yeah. I and if I say I've never been a millionaire, will you still buy my ticket to come to my seminar? And I'm teaching it. I have no experience, man. Yep. So why am I coming to a seminar on seven steps when I don't even know the first step? That makes no sense, man. So how come you gonna show me how to lose weight, chubby lady, when you don't know how to lose it? It doesn't work for you. And if it does work, you're a poor representation. Of your of, of your philosophy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So to wrap things up, what are, what are some of the things that one you would like to tell people coming into this new year? Like if you could say a few words. And then two, where can people find you? Because I know you you have a business. Where can people find you? on social media, website, anything, can you give them? Because I know after, if, if you, when you're listening to this and you don't want to contact this man <laughs> after all this information that he disseminated, yeah. you're crazy. You're crazy. And I let him know I'm six foot seven, 280 pounds, and I'm all muscle. They can do this. This is me. I'm open, man. Listen, I, I'm going to do something like Mike Jones did in uh, early 2000. I'm giving my phone number. <laughs> My cell phone number is 305-744-1923, right? My Instagram is The People's Gym, but this is how you spell it. The underscore people's underscore gymnasium. The people's gymnasium. You just put an underscore under every letter. I mean, under every word. The people's gym. Uh, What can I tell these people before they go? Take, ba- take baby steps. Recognize your circle. I know we hear these motivational speeches on YouTube, but listen to them. Mm-hmm. Recognize your circle. Who in your circle can really help you lose weight? Like I was saying maybe 45 minutes, minutes ago, if nobody in your um, circle wants to lose weight, if they're okay with being 40 pounds underweight, I'm not saying disown them, but you may have to stop hanging around them so much. Like anything, you need to get around people that's like-minded. You need to get around people that hate being fat. So y'all can hate being fat together. So when one of y'all want to be fat again, the other can say no. And vice versa. Exactly. Take baby steps. Write down goals. Stop standing on the scale. The scale doesn't always tell the story. Mm. Nothing new and I know people heard that before. This is how fat works. If me and you used to go to Montego Bay, Jamaica, and we used to eat like clowns, we go there for three days. Mm-hmm. We probably put on eight pounds. We did not put on eight pounds of fat. This is what happened. We probably put on four pounds of water retention and four pounds of undigested food. Wow. How does the put on fat? You put on fat with, this is how you put on weight. First is water retention because of the sugar. Then it's undigested food because your stomach acid is low. It takes fat 
to form. It takes two weeks for something to turn into fat. What? It's the same concern how the human body works. Nobody, listen, watch this. Man, woo, I had a, I had a fun weekend, man. I put on like eight pounds. You would never put on eight pounds in 24 hours. You would never put on eight pounds of fat in 24 hours. But you will put on eight pounds of water retention and undigested food. How do you lose the fat? In the same process you put it on, first the water retention goes. Once you put the right things in your body, you increase stomach acid. You begin to use the bathroom, which is called fecal matter. You begin to do number two more. The more you do number two, you get that luggage out of your suitcase and your stomach begin to shrink. Then you begin to tap into the fat. Wow. You do not lose fat like that. No, sir. So remember, putting on fat, it's water retention, undigested food, then fat. And it's the same thing in the reverse. Water retention, undigested food, stomach shrinks, then you burn fat. This is what, and listen, what if, I, what if people knew this? Would they really look at that plate the same? Like, 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 watch this. If I was to fix you a plate for holidays and every food that I give you had a toothpick with a flag on the top of it, letting you know this is how long this is going to stay in your stomach. <laughs> you mean it? I just made that up. I don't know. That just came to my head, right? Hey, that's good. <laughs> oh, Would you eat it? If you knew that, man, you know what? These yams going to stay in my body for four days, undigested. Man, this over here, uh, this, this. Would you eat it? And the food that's untouched will go through your system within, within 17 hours, do what it's supposed to do. Do you know when you eat food, let me use numbers. If you eat food, if you eat eight ounces of food, you're not supposed to poop out eight ounces of food. That's what people do. The amount of food they eat, that's the amount of food they poop out. Why? Because their body never digested it. You just tasted the food, it passed through, some of it stayed, the other got pooped out. Wow. When you eat eight ounces of food, your body should absorb like seven ounces of it, you should poop out one ounce. I'm just using numbers. That means your body absorbs. First off, you should be eating food that's going to build your life and not destroy it. When you mm -hmm. eat food that's going to build you, your body grabs the majority of it and only a little bit should come out the back. Let me give you another token. If you poop and your boo-boo brown and it stinks, that means you are 100% unhealthy. Wow. Your body, yes, sir. You need potassium. Anytime your farts stink or your bowels is in your toilet and they sink to the bottom, that means and then you flush the toilet. <laughs> I'm giving you the truth. If you want to see how sick you are, just look in. Remember I told you, truth yep. is behind you. you the truth it. is behind you. Look in the toilet when you flush the toilet. If you got streaks, that means you got sugar. That's sugar. That's yes, sir. So listen, brother, I got so much. You do. Man, I got so much. Hey, we we we're definitely this is definitely part two, part three, part four, part five. We're, there's so much uh man that we can get out yes, of you sir. in this and it's just one hour. I learned so yes. much in one hour. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Uh so I'm gonna make sure like I say, I'm going to make sure I put your information in the description so people can directly contact you and put your, since you did shout out your number, I'm going to put your yes. number in the description so people can contact you and I'll be sure uh, to put your Instagram and everything in there as well. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you um, coming on, taking this time to get on the platform and disseminate this information to us. Oh, man, thank you for this opportunity, man. It makes me feel great. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for listening and supporting the Ultimate Freedom Podcast. I know you received a lot of information today. And I, I want to thank again, Mr. Jerome Turner from the People's Gym for getting on this platform and disseminating the information in digestible bites. So everybody can take this info, apply it to their lives and live better. Because I know one thing. Without good health, your life is in poor shape. That's a fact. Don't forget to download the Podbean app. That's the quickest way that you can follow what we're doing and the quickest way you can interact with me. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast with Jamare Clarington. You can follow him at I am Jay Clarington on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download and follow the channel on the Podbean app to leave comments, receive exclusive information on upcoming shows and events. And while you're at it, 
check out IamJClarington.com for additional content. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. And good night. You've been listening to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast with Jamare Clarington. You can follow him at I am Jay Clarington on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download and follow the channel on the Podbean app to leave comments, receive exclusive information on upcoming shows and events. And while you're at it, check out IamJClarington.com for additional content. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. And good night.